Just a solitary stray from far away, yay, yay. Cut it. Dane Moore had a decisive bark when he chose to use it. He was big bone, tall, an angular kind of man who looked awkward but was not. He had a soberly thoughtful face traced with lines of half-forgotten humor and a restrained manner that came a-living too much to himself, not so much physically as in mind and spirit. The clothes he wore were all he owned, shabby range garb of an out-of-work cowpuncher. He rode a plain brown horse. People he met often took his air of gravity as a sign of wisdom. He knew they were mistaken. Sid Bogrand was dressed no better than Dane, and in some respects he was worse off, having lost his hat and part of his shirt to a drifting snag while fording the Canadian. He wore his bandana tied around his head at a buccaneer slant, let his rag of a shirt hang flapping, and smiled as often as ever. If his smile came sometimes unwarranted, hinting of a secret stock of sardonic reminiscences, that was nothing against him. A man down at heel often had to draw his humor from unlikely sources. To his credit, Sid rarely voiced complaint, except in a flippant spirit. It took a more personal element than hardship to make his wicked temper pop. Dane, on the surface untroubled by misfortune, disliked any griping man. On that score, he found no friction with Sid. The friction prodded elsewhere in growing irritations, sharpening to saw edge. They let their horses clop at a walk up a steadily ascending series of switchback humps into another rock-walled pass where the snake and roads it commented, turned, and bit itself. Unexpectedly, the walls spread out and the road leveled to a halting spot on the crest of the ridge. There they dismounted, stretched their legs, aired saddles. Far on south, beyond further ridges, an orange streak underscored the blue sky. Dane nodded to Sid's inquiring gesture. The South Plains. Sid said, Looks as empty as this, only a damn sight flatter. Cattle country? Dane nodded again, and Sid brightened up. Gotta be a town somewheres along then. That's for me. You can have your lonesome land. He moistened his bandana from Dane's canteen and tied it back on his head for coolness. First thing I better do there is get me a hat. Better get a job first to get the money to get the hat, Dane suggested. Sid chuckled. Man, when you say more than three words at one throw, you complicate talk till hell won't have it. Try whistling. Early dusk caught them in the mammoth jumble below the cap rock, where granite upheavals of the brakes crowded them on all sides. The narrow road twisted in every direction, as if in a frantic craze to avoid climbing out of each crooked canyon. It was still a stage road, and for some time they heard a sound behind them that gradually sharpened into the clattering rattle of wheels and hoofs. But neither man spoke of it, knowing that the other listened to it. Dane didn't have the habit of remarking on the obvious, and Sid had fallen into one of his abstracted spells. Only after the noise at last boomed loud enough to mention it did Sid speak. I sure don't look forward to another hungry camp tonight. 
Maybe this stage coming's got some grub aboard. The chance of that wasn't worth a serious thought, but he reined in his buckskin, a snaky animal as lean as himself. Could eat the driver if he pokes tender. Dane pulled up with him, and they sat looking back. The stage lurched abruptly around a bend, six-horse team jingling fast, and they both raised a greeting hand, expecting in return a wave and a passing word. This evidently was an express outfit making record time, the high-slung coach built light and tight like a racing rig to accommodate fast horses. Bobbing and bowing on its leather thoroughbraces, the stage came on down the hazardous road without slackening speed, sheer cliff on one side and a canyon on the other. There was no harsh groan of brakes. The driver, a black figure in the dusk, rose up on the box and whirled his long whip, and the popper cracked like a shot.